Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox. Hosted by Nick Borowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 114. This is a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast, real farm-to-table stuff. Uh, just talking socks, a couple of guys that have watched a lot of socks over the years, and we are talking about it in a very fan centric way. Uh, you could find this podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, just subscribe, and every new episode will come into that inbox. Uh, you can check us out on the shycitysports.com website as well. Uh, check out their team store. Some beautiful, comfortable, cozy, good guys talk back t shirts are available uh, to purchase. I am Nick Morawski. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again for some White Sox chatter. Uh, we got a lot to get to here as the Sox enter the All-Star break, kind of in a situation that uh, they haven't been in in quite some time. Uh, let's talk about, you know, this big uh, sweep, uh, what's maybe coming ahead for this team after the break, um, and of course the MLB draft. Uh, we've got some just breaking, some very detailed information. But uh, let me bring in my co-host, uh, my friend, uh, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Nick, we're guest free today, buddy. It's just you yeah. and I. I don't know mm-hmm. if I can. Uh, usually, this is, this is usually this is very comfortable, but with without a guest here, I don't know how to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really concerned that we might just have dead air for 45 minutes and people will just continue to listen with no. bated breath, awaiting for something to be said. No, it is. Uh, it's just you and I. Um, it hasn't been that way uh, in, in a while, but a uh, lot of good stuff. But, you know, there's some things that we're going to have to dissect. Uh, some hairs will be split uh, on this first place Sox team. Um, but uh, you wanted you're dying to talk about the MLB draft. <laughs> You, <laughs> you know, I have never in my life, I'm 40 years old. I've never in my life turned on the TV and thought, I'm going to watch the, the draft right now. Yeah. And I, and, well, and I, well, hopefully you aren't just randomly turning on the TV. Hopefully, you know, when the draft is happening, because that would be a huge disappointment. If you just are searching on some random summer day, I, I found out it was on about 10 minutes before uh-huh. I, I turned the channel on <laughs> and I, go, Oh, the, the draft is on. Let's, let's check it out. Let's see where the socks are going to take. And they were to pick like pick nine. I think the Rockies were picking. And we're picking 22. Yeah. And that was when I decided to turn the television off. And mm-hmm. actually, I didn't turn it off. I turned it to Shark Week because it's Shark Week, Nick. <laughs> and why not? The Shark Week is yeah. more uh, watching mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal jump into a shark cage mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is more entertaining with with Rob Riggles as his uh, as his coach. Yeah. Uh, watch that episode of uh, of Shark Week. You know, you Rob, I'm surprised there. Rob Riggles everywhere. I'm surprised he wasn't involved in the MLB draft. Just the panel, <laughs> you know, somehow fit him in some way. Um, now I, I'm with you, man. Folks, if you are uh, looking for some detailed uh, MLB draft, uh, just Sox draft content, uh, this is the wrong place. Um, there are other folks uh, to, to, to get to. Future Sox is great. Uh, White Sox Daily, uh, James Fox. Uh, uh, and there's more that do an outstanding job of, of covering some of these folks um, throughout their high school, college career. And they make some wonderful predictions and they can analyze uh, and all that stuff. Uh, 
you know, it, it's something to pay attention to for sure. Um, and, so, uh, and, you know, so Nick, tell, tell yeah. us who we got, tell us, break <laughs> down, break it down. You, cause you just had the television on, you know, yeah. the, the pick yeah. is in, I'm sure yeah. you were waiting and yeah. here comes Manford man up there to the exactly. podium. Uh, Pat, exactly. The guy I thought they were going to take at 22, uh, Colson Montgomery. Yes. Uh, <laughs> high, high school, uh, infielder, uh, out of Indiana, uh, awesome. lefty bat, um, You know, I I called it a long time ago. If you sift through, yeah. uh, No, I, you know what? I'll get to know this gentleman and uh, I'll, I cannot wait to read more content on this guy, uh, a guy that we may never see in a White Sox uniform or we might see in in three years. Um, I I don't know, man. Uh, You know, it's at this point, I'm so invested in what's going on with this current roster. You know, I, I spent so many years during the rebuild, like analyzing the draft picks and like, oh, man, Colson, Carson Fulmer is going to be our next ace. Uh, and maybe that one burned me a little bit too much. And that one just did not pan out. Uh, no, there's obviously a lot of interest and value and it's important. And, you know, this could be uh, our future as was Garrett Crochet. I mean, here yeah. he was drafted last year and then months later, he's up uh, providing for the team. So. Um, keep your eyes on Colson Montgomery and, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what happens with this guy. Well, if you're, if you're out there and you're looking for, you kill a couple hours in your life. If you go back to episode 89 and play it backwards, that's where actually Nick uh, <laughs> predicts it. You can hear it there. Uh, it's, it's, you know, embedded and it's, mm-hmm. and, and, but you've, if you're really good, go back to that episode, yeah. play it all the way backwards. And that's where Nick gives his prediction. You, uh, you joked around on, uh, on social media about, uh, well, you know, let's do a draft of eighties, nineties, WWF superstars <laughs> and kind of where we would, we would rank them. That I, that is probably more appealing to me. Um, you know, looking yes. at wrestlers from 40 years ago, 35 years ago. No, and, and no, like this is not a knock on the draft at all. It's just, that's not my lane. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to know these guys that come into the system. And, uh, I'm excited to read about folks that are really plugged in on, on, you know, on the draft and everything. But, uh, Really, I, I'm interested in in why Hendricks didn't go a second inning today. And uh, well, let's what, talk about you know, it. Let's, well, let, okay. let's get into it. Let's do the so, things that we do well, Nick. Yeah. You know, let's let's analyze uh, the uh, three game sweep and talk yeah. about what the uh, the the things are going to happen that mean something today. So uh, at the break, our first place Chicago White Sox are 54 and 35, 19 games over 500, and eight games up on Cleveland in the Central. Uh, they just cap a sweep of the Orioles. It got a little dicey uh, today at the end, but uh, throats were stamped on. Spirits hopefully were crushed. Uh, big fan base, White Sox fan base in Baltimore uh, this past weekend. But honestly, like if there were 20 Sox fans at those games, there would have been a big Sox presence. I mean, there was nobody at those games uh, if you watched, folks. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can start uh, today. Um, you know, kind of, it, it is what it is, right? Um, Cease gave you a very Cease game, you know, five innings, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of hits, all within the first inning, um, you know, ended up being two earned runs, six strikeouts, a couple walks. Um, and then we get, you know, going with the bullpen. Um, it, it looked like, 
you know, here we are. Uh, this game is four to two. It's in the ninth, two outs. A guy gets on and and Hendricks gives up a home run, opposite field home run to, you know, to a worthy opponent. Um, you know, or uh, the Orioles have got some players, but um, we've seen it a few times from Hendricks. You know, you don't want to you don't want to completely, you know, ruin on this guy. He's an all-star. He's going to the all-star game. Those things happen with these types of closers, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. I, I it, It's aggravated me when it's happened, but there was something in me that was like, you know, we're going to win this game, I think. Uh, yeah. But what really was confusing to me is how come he didn't come out for a second inning? I mean, I don't know if you looked at that, Pat, and, and kind of had a cockeyed look to it. Tony's saving him for the all-star game. Well, he wants to make sure he's yeah. rested and ready to go. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I don't look at it cockeyed that way. I, I, I don't really have a huge uh, passion for wanting to bring him back. I, I'd rather just say, you know, you, you've got us to the, this point in the season. Let, there's no reason to me. I know you've got days off, right? And he's probably not going to pitch a whole lot in the All-Star game if he pitches at all. But to me, there's there's no benefit and bringing him back out. I, again, maybe that's the coward in me. I just want to put it. He didn't throw a lot of pitches. I mean, I, I would you think it was a mental thing. Like he was a little scarred. He gave up no, a home run. I, I just think it's, I don't need to bring him back out again with a runner on second situation. He's yeah. already given it up. You want to. Yeah. Yeah. I get it's kind of like the, the, you've, you've done, we asked you to do a job. You didn't get it done. And now your day is over. That's how I feel about you it. Go sit down over there. Yeah, now you go sit yeah. over there. And we've got guys. There's no reason why we we can't have people come out of the bullpen and try and perform in that situation. And I'm like you. You come in. You're against a team that's the Orioles. You feel pretty good about your chances of going into extra innings and winning that game. Yeah. And if you don't win that game, and I know you want to win as many games as humanly possible. Cleveland got rained out today. You would only have lost a half a game if you wouldn't have won today. You're still going to go into the All-Star break with the – the lead in the central by several games, it ultimately maybe it didn't mean all that much. If this is a different game, if it's against the Indians and it's within your division and you need this game, then yeah. Okay. I I can see bringing them back. But to me, there's no, there's no upside in bringing them back in this game against the Orioles in my opinion. Yeah. uh, I I totally see that. That's the smart, uh, long play. Um, Every game does matter though, Pat. Uh, And you want to build up as big of a lead as you possibly can in this division. You absolutely want to get this thing to double digits because July is tough for this Sox team. August is even more difficult with their schedule. Um, you know, we're going to talk Aloy and we'll talk about, you know, maybe other reinforcements, but I want to get to maybe 13 game if that's possible. And because we're going to, we're going to come back down to earth. We are, unless there's some major reinforcements coming, you you cannot continue to rely on certain guys to kind of play uh, above themselves, so to speak. Um, we're going to continue to mash against Minnesota and Detroit and and some other teams that are pretty weak in the American League. But there's there are some worthy competitors, not only in our league, but when we get to interleague play, um, that that are going to play us tough. So. There was, you know, we we picked up a half game today because, uh, you know, Cleveland was postponed. Um, But yeah, I I was feeling good, you know, after they tied it up for some weird reason. I'm like, you know what? The Orioles are going to screw this up. Like we're this is unfortunate for Hendricks, but I have a feeling this is going to go in our favor. And boy, Adam Engel, man, um, stay healthy, brother. Stay healthy. Keep those hamstrings. 
you know, all rolled up and, you know, get the tiger balm going on, you know, stretch this break. Um, because last three games, man, he has been crushing five for 13, a couple of home runs, a couple doubles, seven RBIs and a huge blast, uh, today. Uh, to put the sacks ahead for good, man. Uh, yeah, that is good. That is good. Uh, that's good prescription, Doctor Nick. I appreciate you uh, <laughs> putting that out there. Ointments, yeah, a lot of ointments and yeah. oils and yeah. rubs, rub, yeah. rub down. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, Adam Engel has done nothing but impress me the last year plus, hasn't he? I mean, there's you just think he's like a throwaway guy, right? A defensive replacement. And and then he comes in and contributes a little bit. And it's like, Oh, let's just, let's get a little, little bit bigger of a sample size. Let's not get all hot and bother over Adam angle. But I'll tell you what, man, he, he is a person that has become a, a valuable, valuable piece of this team. And there is, you know, maybe he's our future at, at right field and, you know, the long term. I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but, uh, why not? I mean, you know, yeah. honestly, like, I don't know. He's got weird comparisons to me and I'll have to look at the numbers, but just optics. He reminds me of Rowan, Aaron Rowan, mm-hmm. and the guy could play center field, man. And he would yeah. sacrifice his body to, to his detriment, unfortunately, uh, at times. And he came up with big hits, you know, uh, I could see that with angle. If he could continue to, to do what he's, what he's been doing, uh, over the last, like, I don't know, year and a half, uh, the, the power has come. He's reliable as hell in the outfield. It's just staying yeah. healthy, man. It's keeping yeah. those legs healthy. Why not? I mean, I know he's not a left, you know, a lefty right fielder that, uh, our White Sox organization loves to go after, but since Eaton has been DFA'd, I don't think this team has lost a game and, no. and Ingle has put it on his shoulders of like, Hey, you're, you DFA'd. Adam Eaton with all of the injuries that are going on in this team, you let him go and you're basically telling me, you know, Hey, it's, it's in your court, man. Uh, This is yours. Not only is it his, but it's uh, in case, in case of emergency break glass, it's Gavin sheets, right? It, it, the, the, the guy we we called up, is more reliable than an Adam Eaton. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about Adam Angle. I'm with you. Just stretch it out. Get the get the foam roller out every night. Mm-hmm. Just whoever is uh, is on your team of people, just roll you up <laughs> every night. And maybe you should be on that team. Oh, come over to man. Nick's house on 36th Street and, yep. and come on down. Nick will rub you down. Yeah, well, we'll just, you know, you, some people are going to take that the wrong way. But uh, Adam Engel especially has the invite I got the biofreeze. I got the tiger balm. Uh, it'll be all supervised. I've got uh, several different foam rollers. Who's, um, who's supervising? It, I, I don't know. Is who I like? <laughs> is your wife uh, supervising? You know, look, look, Athletico is right down the street too from me. Which I, I, can, I could you know, see I, that. I could see yeah. a, a ball player is knocking on your door and your wife looking at you like, well, yeah. "What are you? What is happening?" Oh, I just I, I had uh, I had a light day, so I thought I'd rub down some ball players here. <laughs> Look, anything I can do to help the club. Um, I, I just, uh, I really was impressed and have been impressed. And, you know, we just, we've seen it, we've seen flashes, but he's got to stay healthy. And 
Um, you know, I hope that's the case. Uh, and Goodwin has been has been fun to watch too, man. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been producing when he's had opportunities. He had he had a pretty good series. Um, he's getting some shots in, in right field, and you know, he's he's been serviceable with the bat. I mean, how about that grab? Like a day or two after Robert goes down, and and we grab him, and sure, not the big flashy name, perhaps, but. Uh, a, a guy that we're like, okay, th- this guy can at least kind of help us stay float. And he's done more than that. Really? The the guys that have continued to step up and contribute that you never thought you'd talk about this year sure. so far to oh, this yeah. point is almost mind boggling. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about a Billy Hamilton this year and we've talked a lot. Now we're talking about Goodwin and now we're going to talk about other people that we didn't think that we'd, that would have this much, of a contribution to this ball club. And that's why we're here. And that's why it takes an organization. And I know people hate that when a Jerry Mm -hmm. Reinsdorf would say organizations win championships, but Mm -hmm. it's not a slight on the players, but it's the whole organization. It's, it's a Rick Hahn getting the right pieces to fill in the blanks when we need it to be filled in. It takes managers, it takes coaches and especially the players. They play, take on the lion's share. They've got to perform, but takes an organization to get us to the point where we need to get to. Okay. So let me, let me jump off that now, Pat. So last uh, episode of ours, we uh, gave a lot of love to Tony La Russa. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, was that caught with some backlash? I had some social media arguments, which, boy, it's never a good thing to really roll up the sleeves and get into arguments. I mean, there's there's a lot of smart stuff going on. The arguments that I were, were getting into were from some smart, you know, very thoughtful, Sox-minded people. I thought it was, in, in general, it was all for the good of the Sox. I think eventually we're all kind of saying the same things. But it's amazing that, you know, Tony is still not, he's, he's not being credited or folks are not wanting to give him even an ounce of credit. Like I'm just saying some, you got to give some to Tony LaRusso. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, I've come around. Okay. Yes. This guy has made mistakes. He still will make, he'll continue to make mistakes, but for points that you just mentioned and you know, the plugging and chugging and, and when to give some guys days off and, Yes, he's made some mistakes with the lineups and pinch hitting, but look at what he's had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, look at the guys that he's kind of like got had to get to know on the fly, you know, and a bullpen that has, you know, definitely not been what we thought it was going to be. I'm saying some credit. You yeah. got to give some credit to TLR at eight games up at the break. But boy, you would think that I was trying to anoint him already manager of the year and want to extend his contract for five years. Look, I don't want to be the guy that when I'm sitting at the world series parade this fall, just kind of when his bus goes by on state street or Michigan Avenue, I'm going to be just shaking my head, crossing my hand. No, I'm not going to cheer for that bus. Cause you know, I never wanted that guy to begin with. And I don't think, you know, it, it's not because of him, you know, it, mm. he, he's, he's had, he's had his hand in this. Pat. Let, let's play a little game. Let's pretend that we actually got AJ Hinch and AJ Hinch had the same adversities with health this year with this, this team, the bullpen, not being the, as mighty as we thought it was. The pen is not mm-hmm. mightier sure. uh, that, that we thought it was shirts were printed about that. And, and there's mm-hmm. no, there's nothing to say that this, this bullpen is, is lights out. Let's just say it's AJ Hinch. 
People mm-hmm. are saying different things. I yeah. guarantee it. They, they're saying, oh, it wasn't the cheating that got him the World Series. Look at the managerial job A.J. Hinch is doing. A.J. Hinch for manager of the year. Guarantee you, my friend. Yeah. Because it, it'd be a different story. if it. Let's yeah. replace the the manager with Ozzy Gann. If it's Ozzy mm-hmm. Gann, oh, we should have never let Ozzy go. It's the reason he's the reason. And look how great a manager he is. Yeah. But because it's the guy that nobody wanted, the old dinosaur, right? Who's mm-hmm. got the DUIs and the and the the past and, and made a bunch of mistakes at the beginning of the a, year. And made mistakes like all managers do. We jumped all over him. Right. And rightfully yeah. so for the things that he did that we didn't. How agree could with. you do this to your mean? Yeah. Oh, your mean is ruined. He's crushed. You've ruined the man. Okay. All right. Well, where is he? Where, where's yeah. your mean? Um, Not okay. here. So, so Nick, that's what I'm talking about. Obviously he doesn't go out there. He doesn't hit, he doesn't pitch. He doesn't catch the ball. But he does have a role to play on this team. He is the manager after all. He is the one pressing the buttons. He is the one keeping the culture the co- the yeah. way the culture is. He could do be doing different things and players don't want to play for him. It doesn't seem that way to me. Maybe it's because the players just want to play for each other and they could it's it's to damn him. I have no idea. But whatever he's doing, it's working. They're playing well. They're in first place. And I, I got to give them something for that. You have to. And and we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Um, we, we don't. And if he had any say in getting Adam Eaton DFA'd, well, then he's, you got to give him some credit. Yeah. You know, if if management or if org, the organization and, and the Sox brass went to TLR and said, do you see a path for Adam Eaton to play? And TLR said, I've seen enough. No, I'd rather give playing time to Sheets or Lurie Garcia or whatever the revolving door is going to be out in right field. Hey, and, and he even said that, you know, LaRusa said that after the DF8 announcement, look, I just don't see Eaton getting a lot of playing time. Well, and, and that's great. And, and from what he has said already about Aloy and where he should be potentially playing when Aloy comes back, uh, I think he's going to get some time in D and uh, the DH. Uh, hey, He's already, you know, that's good. Being proactive is good. Look, I'm not trying to give him all the credit at all. And I know I've come around. And if if you're still, you know, if you didn't like our draft coverage a couple minutes ago and you're still with us, hopefully this didn't turn you off. But if you're still, I, I hope that, you know, I, I, the worst thing that I, I just don't want to double down and be stubborn and just mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I'm still not going to give him any credit. I, I think he needs to be given credit. Uh, even, you know, if he is uh, allocating or delegating responsibilities or outsourcing maybe to other people, well, he's the one that knows where the outsourcing should go, if that makes any sense. So. No, it does. It, it, that's what a good manager of, of anything does. It knows that person knows it's their strengths, their weaknesses, and where they need to rely on other people. I was a manager of people for a long time. I knew what things <laughs> I knew what things I was good at, Nick. I knew what yeah. I was not good at. And the yeah. things I wasn't good at, I found the people on my team that were good at those things, and I relied heavily on them for that. And that's what you do. You have to do those things. And and now and now the the, the pressure's on. All right, you're you're first place by eight games, uh, mm-hmm. and you have shown people, uh, hey, I could figure this out with all the injuries. Okay, so so now now the pressure's on. Um, Speaking of all-star break, Pat, uh, the Sox now have a fourth uh, rep uh, in Denver. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, named to the all-star team after a bunch of Houston Astros decided that they didn't want to play. 
but to TA's credit, man, his, his numbers have proved it. Uh, he's on a he's on a hell of a streak right now. I feel mm-hmm. like every time he came up in this Baltimore series, he was getting on base. Um, you know, he's put together some really good seasons. I, I struggle with like getting him into the game because of past, you know, successes. Uh, but then, you know, I don't want to rehash the whole fan voting and how ridiculous that is. Um, th- your your thoughts on, on T.A. being named an all-star and playing in Denver? I think it's great. I think I think the uh, the cool story was how it was announced. Right. Did you did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really cool. How uh, McEwing, I believe, delivered the news to him and it was emotional for him. Uh, to do that. And it was, uh, it, it was, a, it's a good story because you know, it means something to TA to get to this point. He mentioned how big of a, um, a big a deal it was for him in his career. So, you know, you want to see good things happen to good dudes and TA just seems like a good dude and I'm happy for him. Yeah. And I hope, uh, I hope it's not his, uh, his last trip. I don't oh, think it will I don't be. think so. I think it's and, just the beginning. Yeah. And it just puts, uh, it just puts him on a little bit different of a stage. And, and now, now the next stage is the playoff stage where people really get to, you want to be the face uh, of the league or it's got, it's a hard thing to do, but you got your face on a video game, right? Yeah. And, and he's got a presence and he's got a, he's probably got some type of Q rating, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you get that recognized and he's wearing our, our hat while he's doing it. That's, that's great stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, I, that seems to be how it goes with all-star voting, right? Like the first vote in is usually the most difficult, especially if you're not in LA or um, on the East coast, And once you get in, like you get that recognition and I think fans see you and like, oh, okay. So now that's the bar, right? Of like, Uh well, you know, we're going to continue to go with this guy until somebody kind of beats uh, their numbers. Now, granted, he didn't get voted in. It's kind of default, but still he's going to be on the scene. And you're right. Uh, It most likely is going to be a back-to-back year where the Sox are in the postseason, more exposure. And I think this is just the beginning. Uh, Sox sent four players to Denver uh, first time, or that's the most I should say since 2012. And again, if you remember 2012, we talk a lot about that year. The Sox were in first place a majority of that season. That was Robin Ventura's first year managing uh, at the break uh, in 2012. The Sox were 47 and 38. They had a three-game lead uh, in the Central. Uh, they they had a good team. They they had a real good team, and it, and it kind of fizzled in late September. I have a feeling things are going to go different for this 2021 squad. But um, you know, let's talk a couple other good years, Pat. Uh, 2008, uh, which was the last time the Sox, uh, besides, well, yeah, last time the Sox won the division, um, 54 and 41. Uh, at the break, one game up. Uh, that was a tight year the whole year uh, yeah. in twenty in twenty oh eight, and then of course two thousand five, uh, fifty seven and twenty nine. The Sox were at the break, nine games up, and I remember that year uh, pretty clearly. And it just felt like we were the first team to be ten games over five hundred, the first to twenty games over, the first to thirty. Like we were just. We, we, we wired a wire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire, the entire year. So, uh, being eight games up at the break is a little bit of rarefied air. Um, and then now it's just build on it, man. Um, it's just continue. I feel like to have good series and I, I'd like to see that lead get to double digits. 
Yeah, you would. I mean, you'd like to have a, a, a more of a comfortable lead, but Nick, it's going to happen. We're going to have a bad stretch, right? It's going to shrink. It's going to Cleveland will eventually win five, six in a row. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to probably pl- uh, play them and and maybe lose a series or get swept by them. It's just that's how the baseball season goes, especially with division rivals. You're going to lose games like we recently we lost two out of three to the Tigers. You thought after that first game, you're going to go on there. You're going to win two out of three or sweep this team and, you know, wipe your hands. You're going to be out of that series and be, you know, we'll go on to the next one. But, you know, so prepare yourself, prepare yourself for this to shrink a little bit, to have some bad weeks and and live through the ups and downs. And that's what a baseball season is. But that's why you why why you're doing exactly what you said, Nick, and, and building it as much as you can, padding it as much as you can. And and maybe I'm going back on what I said earlier, why, you know, I not that today wasn't important to win. Every game is important, but um I, I just felt like um it, we we could have won that game in, in another way. So with that being yeah. said, I'm excited yeah. to see where they're at at this point. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe that uh, 2012, uh, where we were at, at that point, midway mm-hmm. through the season, with how bad it went <laughs> yeah. at the end of it. And uh, run out of gas, just yeah. ran out of gas there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, we've got reinforcements coming, it sounds, and, and hopefully there'll be some moves made. But a guy that, uh, we, I, man, I hope to see on this club, we talked a little bit about him last episode. Uh, Andrew Vaughn had a hell of a series, man. Um, he has some power today, hitting two home runs. He's sprayed a bunch of other, uh, you know, hits throughout the series. It looks like his swings coming together. Uh, if you get him cooking in the second half, that's almost like an addition. Uh, the the name that everybody wants to talk about though is Aloy, and uh, he is back playing baseball. Pat, he is you know, in a ball, uh, in Winston Salem, uh, and he played and hit and on Saturday, he hit a home run. Uh, I mean, he's, he's hitting against, you know, folks that are going to be like accountants, you know, in a couple months, you know, but he, he still needs to get the repetition, the muscle memory. Uh, it, it seems like, you know, he's not only happy, but he's healthy. And mm-hmm. if he's back in 20 days or so towards the end of July, uh, that's going to be a great thing. Um, but it's also going to create, you know, a, a lot of drama of where do you put this guy? What do you do with this guy? If Vaughn continues to cook and swing the bat, well, then he's going to have to be in the lineup somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, I, I, this is an ongoing conversation. We always revisit it, but I mean, what do you do? You do exactly what your managers already talked about doing. When when I think when TLR says, well, we're going to get him some time at DH, that means he's going to DH. Yeah. I, I don't think Tony's going to mess around too much because he sees exactly what we see. We see mm-hmm. a guy in left field that is already better defensively than Eloy ever was. And why would you mess with that? Why would you mess with that kind of kid again? Take him out of that, put him at DH just because. I don't think you do it. I, I just think, listen, Eloy, we need your bat. That's what we need you here for. Get up there and mash. I I don't care that you don't like it, but we only have you for a short time. We can't, we can't spare a square here. You know, there's no (laughs) square to spare. So you just get out there and you go up there every three or four times and you mash my man. And I don't think it's going to matter. Everybody's Oh, well, you know, it's, it's hard to DH and it's when you're not out in the field, you don't feel like you're a part of the game. You know what? You haven't been a part of the team the whole year, but now you're a part of it, right? Sit on the bench 
and you can be every... a big part of it yeah. by yeah, just by your offensive presence. Yeah. Um, so I, your, your role in the lineup is paramount. I, I don't think there'll be any. Honestly, I don't think there'll be any drama. I don't think there will I, be. I think he said his thing and he he stood by his comments and and Loy has always said I want to play I want to play in the field but eventually it comes down to well well this is what's best for the team is your bat and yeah. and Vaughn has played the entire season out in left field he's gotten better and more comfortable he hasn't been a detriment to this team out there and now his bats coming along so we need yeah. that um but it's and anyway, these are these are kind of good problems to have, but they're but they're issues that the Sox are going to have to address. And um, I'll tell you one thing, you know, looking at some of these other deals that I'm hearing about or these rumors um, of what the Sox could use, you know, I, I'm looking at the Chicago Tribune uh, front page today, the sports section, and I just what in God's name is Paul Sullivan writing about front page? Okay, instead of putting Tim Anderson on the front page of hey. Tim Anderson's finally an all-star. We've got the best team in Chicago. Okay. Cubs are garbage. The Sox are, you know, eight games up. They decide to put a full front page on Craig Kimbrell. And the headline of the article by Paul Sullivan is, boy, Kimbrell would look good in a Sox uniform. Um, Maybe, but not playing. He could wear one at home if he wants to try it on and dance around the house and in the in the black and white. But I don't want to see him on actually the the roster pitching for the Sox team. I mean, you don't want to see Kimbrel play <laughs> actually pitching. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I'm just imagining he's going home after the game, a long hard game, takes a shower, and, and then he's like, "Oh, finally free! I can put my sock shirt on and dance and do, do the dances I've been waiting to yeah. do." Um, yeah. Anyway, I just uh, that yeah. that made well, that tickled I, I mean, me. You, um, the, he slots him in like in the eighth inning or something. I don't need a guy that is completely erratic, like not consistent throwing in the eighth inning. I, I mean, he, I'd rather continue to see what Kopech's going to bring and, and crochet. If, if yeah. Bummer's not going to be healthy or not consistent, I don't need to bring Kimberl in and his money and everything else that he's bringing. Yeah. I, I think one that I guess this year, Kimbrel has had a good year. I mean, he had gone like a month without giving up a hit. Yeah, so it was, yeah. I mean, he's, he's pitched back to his, uh, back to form this past year, which is good for him. Um, but I don't know that I want to pay the price of what it's going to take to get a Craig Kimbrell in here, because you know, that Jed Hoyer is going to not just give this guy away. He's looking to, he's looking to get back assets right now, assets that I'm not sure that I want to give up on a guy that I don't know. I've seen, I've seen a half a year of really good, but I had two prior years of really garbage. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, again, I don't really know. Why He's going to go somewhere. That. I mean, you know, what's the point of having uh, a guy like Kimbrell on a team on a sinking ship, right? Um, yeah. Some team that that is sniffing postseason is going to give away a lot to get Kimbrell because they're looking at him as like we need that lockdown, or maybe they want that eighth inning. They want to bolster their bullpen. Hey, we need bullpen help too, but I'm not going for the Kimbrell thing. Um, yeah. I'm also not interested in what I heard. Uh, and I think it was the score. Um, somebody was proposing a Dylan sees for Jack Peterson deal. I don't know if you heard about this one, uh, which just, wow. And the fact that it was even entertained by the personalities, uh, head scratcher. Well, that just tells you everything you know about 670 the score then if they're entertaining that kind of stupidity, listen, Jack Peterson couldn't even start on the Dodgers for, for a, a whole year. 
right? I don't know why everybody's been all, you know, got their pants tight about Jack Peterson. Give me a break. Yeah, the guy's got some power. He doesn't hit left-handers. I don't need a guy, another guy in here that can't hit left-handed pitching. I'm I, he. Yeah. Let's just put it this way, Nick. He is not a long-term answer in right field. He never was or never should even be considered as a long-term answer in right field. I don't have any time for a Jack Peterson anymore. We yeah. can do better. We can yeah. do better in right field. If that's your long-term answer, I, 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 I tell me a different question because yeah. I don't like your answer. The sad thing is, though, Pat, just to play devil's advocate, isn't that so that's so on brand for the Sox to go after Jack Peterson after what they did with Mazzara, Eaton? Like, why do you go after bad right fielders? Like, I'm not saying like bad, like he doesn't have any skill or worth. But to your point, like, why settle for that when there's yeah. other options out there? So this this next little bit here, this segment, we could drag on forever. And I think it's going to be a thing we're going to continue to talk about who are you? You know, we, we just, we just nixed the Kimbrel stuff and the Jack Peterson stuff. Who are you? Is there a guy that you're really looking at? Or I'm going to give you the option of really, I think right now it's just all in house. We're just going to stay where we are. I don't know that. I mean, a lot of people want to get, you know, something to replace second base, right? Yeah. So the, the Frazier yeah. discussion is still out there. Who else was uh, bantered about that? Everybody was all hot and Trevor's story. Trevor's story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I, first of all, tell me what the price tag is going to be. I, I'm not like an anti make a deal, right? I'm not mm -hmm. afraid to make a trade. But again, you know, my philosophy on it is I don't want a rental player. If you, if you're selling me on the fact that I've got to give up something and it's something that's going to fill a need, not just for this year, but for, for future years, then I'm all about it. But I feel like the future, the guys that are going to be playing for the majority of the next five to six years are already on this, in this organization, except for right field. So, you know, again, it, how important is second base, right? Let's mm -hmm. just, let's just put it in terms of defense. Yes, it's important, but does anybody ever go, Oh my gosh, we don't have a power hitting second baseman. We're in trouble. Right. Yeah. I think it's more of just offensive production. We just want right. something that's plus, uh, at second base. We just don't want it to be, you know, look, Lurie, man, he, what can you say about this guy? He's done everything you ask mm -hmm. him to do and he continues to produce, but you know, I, Okay, if you're going to go with him, you're going to go with him. But there are other options out there. But like to your point, it's like, what is the price tag? Mm -hmm. So right. if, you know, knowing the Sox, they've, they've got a limit, man. They talk a big game, but until they really go for it, um, I, I could see this club, this organization just be dealing with in-house and, and, and saying, we're going to get Aloy back. You know, our bullpen's going to get healthy. Hopefully we get Robert back. Uh, and that's where I'm looking, Pat, at that, like cushioning that lead. You get mm -hmm. a 12, 13 game lead, if it possible. Well, then you can go through the dog days of August with, you know, Aloy trying to get back to major league pitching. Maybe Robert's coming back. Th those games don't mean as much as they're still trying to get their legs underneath them. 
because we've got a 12 game yeah. lead. You know, we've yeah. got a 10 game lead. Now, if it's a three game lead in August and every alloy bat is critical and, mm-hmm. you know, man, we need Robert to like be back to his old self. Well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. So that that's where my, they're, they're more like, hey, if you can get a half game here or a game here, build it up because there are, I think this team is going to have, uh, a bit of a letdown uh, in late July and through August a bit. Yeah. And I guess if you're asking what I'm really looking for, I don't know a particular guy that I'm targeting, but I would like to bolster that bullpen. Yeah. I would like to know that because I just don't, I don't see us scoring a whole heck of a lot of runs, right? We're not scoring. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot of runs all the time. So we're going to be in a lot of close games, I feel like. So uh, anytime you can feel a little bit better about our bullpen and, and and not necessarily a Craig Kimbrell, somebody that's going to solidify it, not cost you a ton in terms of uh, maybe you know some minor league prospect types of guys, then I'm okay with it, right? Yeah. But um but I think it's just you know solidifying it so you feel more comfortable about it right you want depth you want yeah. as much depth as possible at pitching and that's where i'm like i you know i'm not sure on on where and and how but the position pitching is i would mm-hmm. get i would get some more arms uh in this organization um yeah. Let's let's break down a little bit this series that was uh, again just a beat down. Really, uh, today was a little dicey. Uh, game one, Sox destroyed the uh, Orioles twelve to one. Keuchel gave you seven innings, uh, seven hits, one earned run, three strikeouts, and a walk. Keuchel's a sneaky seven and three. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, I, I I saw that the other day before he pitched at six and three, and I thought. Wow. I mean, I know we don't, there's not a lot of credit or we talk a lot about credit today, but there's, there's not a lot of onus that people put on wins these days in, in terms of pitchers, but you know, still seven and three is seven and three. He's finding a way to keep his team in ball games and win them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I think that is one that is, you know, eh, the wins are, t- it's tough because it's not how it was, you know, um, pitchers aren't going, uh, the distance uh, that it's all on their shoulders. There's a lot of other things that factor in, um, but he was able to take care of business. Uh, Sox mm-hmm. helped him out, man. 15 hits angle had four RBIs. Vaughn had three hits. It was a great way to start the weekend. Uh, I mean, Baltimore, honestly, they, they just, they, they were, they're us like three years ago, maybe four years ago, trying to figure out, you know, uh, we want to get some draft picks, you know, we got a couple players that we like, but, um, you know, there's a lot of bad going on in Baltimore right now. Well, especially that division, right? You look at that division and you go, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're just really not going to be relevant for several years. Right. Yeah. So, so it, it's a, it'd be a tough place to be if you're, if you're a Baltimore Orioles fan, I don't really feel bad for them, No, but, uh, I can understand. I feel their pain. Yeah. Uh, game two, uh, Sacks take eight three over Baltimore. Uh, Geo uh, five and five and a third, six hits, uh, a couple earned runs, nine Ks, two walks. He looked a little sharper. He had some stuff going on that I hadn't seen in previous starts. Uh, Changeup specifically, he had that demeanor on the mound, but still shaky at times and maybe this is what it is uh geo 2021 this is who he is you know yeah it's gonna that's i think exactly what you said nick this is who he is this year he may not be this guy next year he may not be this guy ever again but this version of of uh of lucas giolito is he's probably gonna give up a home run 
He's probably going to give up two or three runs. His ERA is going to hover around three and a half for the rest of the year. And he'll probably strike out more guys than he walks. But that's who you're going to get. He's going to go to get you in the sixth inning. That's who you yeah. got. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I'm kind of tired of, you know, yes, we all want, uh, we all want a, a geo from yesteryear, but that might not be the case, man. Pitchers have off years. Sometimes, uh, we know you're, you're talking about a position where it's very rare, uh, that you've got, you know, everything's feeling good all of the time. Those are called mm-hmm. Cy Young years. Those are called career years as, as Steve Stone likes to talk about more times than not. You do not have your A plus stuff. You, you maybe have your B stuff, C, mm-hmm. and you got to battle and figure it out. We've seen Lance Lynn do that. And Geo's just kind of having that type of year where it looks like he's not as comfortable. He doesn't have as much confidence as some of his stuff. He's really grinding things out. And, and maybe that's what we've got for him. But, you know, the Sox gave him 13 hits. Um, you know, they gave him offense. Uh, Goodwin with three RBIs. We talked about Goodwin having a pretty good series, and I think Geo can just build on that. That yep. was a good. That was a that was a good Geo uh, outing to go into the All Star break. Saying, yeah, that okay. Nice. That's something palatable that I can I can work on, and hopefully, knowing Geo, he's you know he's going to put some work on, look at some video, and come back ready to go uh, after the break. I think with Gilito, it's just the expectations we had going in. Yeah, sure. the, there's a lot of chatter about Cy Young, right? Because of what he had done the last couple of years. And with Ethan Ethan Katz coming in as old pitching coach from high school, it's like, oh my God, we're going to see the, we're, this guy's not going to give up a run all year. And, and when that doesn't happen, it mm. makes it look worse or it makes it feel worse. And maybe it really is. I mean, he's not having a terrible year. He's still yeah. a really good pitcher, he, but again, when his stuff is flat and it's up and it's going to get hit out of the ballpark, it's just the way it is. When you throw 94, it, it, if it's not on the corners or your, your, your location is off, you're going to give up home runs in this league. And that's it. Yeah. The, the, the problem that occurs is, is like to, to, to your point is anytime a player pitcher, offensive player produces at a level like we hold them to that standard now mm-hmm. it's like okay look well, well i guess what you've got to hit 45 home runs next year and drive in 130 or oh wow you were uh 13 and 4 uh, with a sub 3 era got to do that next year like mm-hmm. that's what we're going to hold you to and it's you know like that's not sometimes sustainable uh, yeah. that's what like abreu's numbers are so great yeah. and, and other players that can then be so consistent um you know, with a pitcher, it's, it's evolved over the years, you know, mm-hmm. th- they're asked to do different things and, um, you're not going the amount of, of innings. It's more pitch count. And, um, it looks like some of his stuff just hasn't been doing what he wants it to do. And I- I'm just glad that, you know, okay, that was a pretty good outing for him to kind of have that in his memory, mm-hmm. uh, as he comes back, uh, after the break, yeah. um, uh, game three today, of course, we talked a little bit about, uh, the Hendricks stuff. Um, my question for you, Pat, um, is, you know, Kopech comes in and Kopech, man, <laughs> electric, uh, just a ele- lot. is like, he is in a zone. It's almost like he can put it wherever he wants. He knows it. And I love what he, like, he's got this thing where he'll throw a pitch and almost before it hits the catcher's mitt, he turns his back to the situation. <laughs> like, yeah, I know exactly where that's going and I don't have to worry about anything. Um, why I'd like to see him go a second inning. You know, I thought he was going to get stretched out a little bit. Is it still like they're, they're kind of babysitting him after his, his injury situation or what? 
I, I I would imagine that if he had never gone down with the hamstring, that he'd be further along in terms of how many innings he was going because he was he was he had pitched you know a couple uh, spot starts, gone three or maybe into the fourth inning in some of those games, and uh, I think he'd be, it'd be a different situation. But uh, man, I'm with you. I I feel like I need a cold shower after I watch him pitch. <laughs> Holy moly! Cigarette and yeah. uh, and a cold shower. Yeah. Uh, not at the same time. That be that would be bizarre. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. I mean, what a what a surprise! And uh, he's flying under the radar with all these yeah. other things that are going on. Um, I, I hope the Sox have an opportunity to reshuffle this rotation uh, after the break. I think you're going to see guys in different positions. We'll see how things go and, and who plays and throws in the all-star game. If that even affects things, it's probably like an inning two at the most. If Lynn starts or if Rodon starts, um, you and I will, uh, will be back on the mics midweek. Uh, is the home run derby a, a must-see thing for you anymore? Uh, I, I know the all-star game is kind of hit or miss. You know, you watch it, you pay attention, but I, I just am not into it as maybe as I used to. I, I want to see this, you know, see if Tim Anderson does anything in some of the White Sox, but what about the derby? You know, Nick, it, it, the Derby just seems like, and I don't know what even the rules are anymore. And that's maybe because I'm an old person these days. I don't even know what the it rules changes. are. They change yeah. it. Yeah. And, and they try and, you know, make it cool for the kids. But I don't know. The, the Home Run Derby just doesn't feel like it used to. You know, when you when when it was in its heyday. Are you talking about the old it, black and white TV nah, show that used to be yeah. on? <laughs> hey, kids, come on and see the Home Run Derby and get a, you know, a great Cracker Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway you know when the guys were all roided up right that was when oh. it was fun and they're hitting the ball like 900 feet and, and you know what i loved about that era too is like there weren't breaks or there wasn't like a clock they didn't have gatorades being shuttled out to them and like towels and stuff like like right now it's like oh there's all these like you know they, they gotta have these breaks and drink breaks and stuff yeah. no man just just power through it yeah. uh you know, I want exhaustion out of you. Uh, entertain us. Um, are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, th those were some years. Uh, those were some years. I, I think it'll be interesting in Denver to see those balls fly out. You know, so. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch, but I'm not going to be locked in. I, I probably won't watch the entire thing from from beginning to end. But I'll watch. I'll watch a little of everything. How's that for an answer? Um, will you turn it off if Chris Berman's not involved, or? Uh, um, that's that struck me a little bit that 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 uh, our, our last guest was Xavier was into it. Xavier was, Xavier was, uh, was he loves a good Chris Berman after after three batters. It's like uh, I got it, Chris. Everything is back. Every, everything it's it's a home run derby after all. Yeah, and it, everything is back, 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 back. Commitment back. though, commitment to the character. Oh, he man. Yeah, he definitely he, he and committed. he was always committed to the uh, the sports jacket with the short sleeve uh, <laughs> uh, dress shirt, which I always think is just a great look. <laughs> he had a look, man. He had a look, and we'll see if he gets wheeled out there uh, for the uh, for for this uh, performance. Um, so after the break, Pat, and we'll probably talk more about this midweek, but. You see Houston come to town for a big series, uh, and then there's Minnesota, and then it's a big Milwaukee series in Milwaukee. It should yeah. be very entertaining. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, that in person. Um, a lot of Sox fans will show up to that, but Milwaukee is a good team. So, yeah. you know, your first 9-10 games, 
boy, you, you, you've really, it, it's going to hit you right in the mouth. You got to come ready to play. Yeah. And, and you know, I was just going to look and see how Houston has been doing uh, in their last several, they're seven and three in their last 10, Nick. So again, Houston's a good ball club. Sometimes it's like Hawk always used to say, it's not about who you play. It's about when you play them. Right. Yeah. So uh, again, I don't, I can't say that we're catching Houston at a good time. Maybe it's, maybe it's good that everybody's on a little bit of a break here and we'll see how it's all reset. They might cool them no off. I mean, they're, they're a type of team that might say, damn for this break. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we've had those years. Now there haven't been a lot of them, but hey, man, we don't want an off day. Let's it, like let's keep going. If uh, if I've if I've seen anything this year, Nick, it's that we've got the pitching to hang with anybody. We're gonna come out with our our you know reshuffle the deck as you've talked yeah. about. I don't know how the how the starting staff will will come out, but I feel like we're gonna be in a really good position to succeed against them. And you know, I look for better things in this series being at home and you know, let's, let's win two out of three there, but then, you know, stomp on Minnesota, continue to stomp on yeah. them, oh, you know, yeah. like to, you know, yeah. bury, bury them and then dance on their grave a little yes. bit, maybe <laughs> defecate on it. If you sure. have to, whatever you need to do <laughs> and just the mood, write yeah. them hard and put them away mm -hmm. wet yeah. and, uh, Hello. and see you later. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Mille Wake. Yes. Uh, looking forward the to that land. Mm -hmm. and which yes, is the good land. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee, you know, has been on a tear lately and just blew by the Cubs. The Cubs, you know, lost 11 in a row or whatever mm -hmm. it was. And, mm -hmm. and Milwaukee just took over that division, like it seemingly overnight. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. It's always fun to go up to Milwaukee, Nick. I've yeah. got a special spot in my heart mm -hmm. for that city. Oh, and, goodness. uh, yeah. it's always been a fun town. Yeah, that's Saturday, uh, July 24th game. That will be uh, well attended by Sox fans. They have a feeling. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of great stuff here, man. Uh, it, if you would have told me, you know, you're going to have all these injuries and the Sox are going to sit where they are at the all-star break, you know, you just wouldn't believe it. So, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, we get to relax, rest up. Uh, if you're looking for something to do during this break, highly suggest, uh, the uh, the documentary on the 1990 White Sox season that the that the good folks uh, at Last Comiskey uh, put out uh, it's all about that last year of Comiskey Park and and you know it was a very exciting Sox team uh, check that out catch up on some old uh, good guys talk back episodes and there's so many other wonderful Sox podcasts out there uh, give them some attention. Uh, it's just, it's a, you know, it's for us as fans, it's nice to take a little break, appreciate what has happened and get ready for the second half. Yes, it is. Uh, we've, uh, we've got a lot to be thankful for throughout the first half. It could be, we could be having a completely different conversation mm -hmm. right now, Nick. We could have, yeah. we could have mailed it in, you know, as a team, but you know, kudos to the players, kudos to the, the coaches and the manager for keeping the rig on the road and getting us to this point where we're talking about a first place club. Good stuff, man. Always a pleasure talking sacks with you, buddy. Yes, I can't wait to talk to you the next time uh, we're behind the mics, I believe, yeah. on Wednesday night. Yeah. So look forward yeah. to our next episode, probably Thursday morning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to get right into this, uh, this second half. Folks, uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we appreciate that. Uh, the handle is at GoodGuysTV. We've also got a Facebook fan page. Uh, find us uh, wherever you find your podcast. Subscribe, pass it along, and check us out on the ShyCitySports.com uh, website. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.